Uh, I'm going to start with Ali, because you were, you start, you know, you're here in the morning. I'd love to hear what you're hearing. We're going to do testimonies of what came in prayer. At, after the testimony, we release the impartation. We stand up, and we get to get the benefit. You might have to turn that on, I bet. Well, let me do it. You got it? All right. Anyone? Okay. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that came up this morning for a big chunk of like the first hour was um, just like a cry of our heart saying, God, we don't want to like take a census and try to figure out like how many are against us, how many are in the, the army that we're trying to fight against and not take into consideration the armies of the Lord that fight with us. And uh, that was just stirring on the inside of like, give us eyes to see, like we would see the chariots of fire all around us. We would see more that are for us than are against us. And um, so I just wanna pray wow. that over us, that Father, I ask, um, and you can stand up to receive, we do that sometimes. Um, but Father, I just thank you that there are more for us. If there is just you and me, there's more for us than against us. Yes. And you are the one, God. You are that, the one that's victorious, the victorious one. I thank you, Father, that even in the midst of battle, we look at you, we look at the face of Jesus, mm -hmm. and we begin to feast and eat of the word of God and we begin to mm -hmm. just eat and eat and eat of who you are and what you said and your words and your character, your nature, everything that you are. And then pretty soon, Father, I just feel like our adversaries look like grasshoppers mm -hmm. and it looks ridiculous. And just like you're in the heavens and you're laughing at the plans and the schemes of the enemy, like I just feel like the that your arms are around us, you lock arms mm -hmm. around us, not just with us, but literally holding us. And so that we, our eyes look up and we see the army like not having any type of influence over our life because you have all the say and you have all the influence yes, yes. and we know who you are. Yes, yes. And so Father, I ask that you stir that up deep on the inside of us, God, every single one of us, that not for a second do we take our eyes off of you and put it on um, mm -hmm. the things that are around us and the mm -hmm. struggles and everything. But Father, that, that not even for a split second before it becomes very uncomfortable, but Father, I ask that you cause us immediately to fix our gaze on you, that there's such a, like a holy habit that's built, that we just fix our gaze and we, we refuse to look at anything lesser than you, God. Yes, Lord. That we fix our eyes yes, on Lord. you. And I yes, just Lord. pray for that supernatural yes, ability, because it's not yes, by Lord. might and it's not by power, but it's by my yes, spirit, Lord. says the Lord. Holy yes, Spirit, Lord. I ask that you yes, hold our eyes to yours, God. Yes. In Jesus' name, yes, amen. Lord. Amen, amen, amen. That's again just like we heard about, I heard about something, but God saying, no, I have another testimony. Now, the, I saw this, and, I don't, and the Lord said, no, see me. And I'm, this scripture for our year, I believe we're just supposed to receive it again. When Jehos Jehoshaphat had to go out to face three armies far greater, twice the size of his army, 
God said to him, you'll not need to fight to fight this battle. Just position yourself in and st- in, position yourself and stand inside salvation and see it. Position yourself and stand in Christ and see salvation. It's, it's a posture. And I'll, we're going to practice it. Then, Brian, I want you have your testimony. But in other words, what Allie was saying by, and what I was experiencing in her praying is that I don't look at my circumstances. If I look too long at them, all they do is get bigger. But if I, if I, if I look and see myself in Christ, because that's where I am, and then I look and see salvation and stand up inside of that, that's the posture I begin with. Then what they did was they went out and they began to praise the Lord for his mercy. So they began to put their expectation that mercy was coming in place of my enemies overwhelming me. I'm going to, see, I'm going to have a new experience of mercy instead of being over, driven out of the inheritance. And this is our verse for 2022. This is 2022, Second Chronicles, verse 20, verse 22. Now, when they began to sing and praise the Lord, and began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. That was the three nations that had come to throw them out of the king, out of their inheritance, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. So when they began to sing, so if you'll, if I, I, can I just, we practice this? It's perfect. It's like prayer practice. Just stand up for me, and, and we'll do the three things. We're going to, Stand, we're going to position ourselves and stand up in Jesus Christ. So just take a moment, close your eyes, but also you can use your mouth and you can say, Lord, I am standing up inside of Christ because I am in Christ. I'm a new creation. From here, I want to see salvation. I want to see deliverance. I want to see and have expectation of your great and mighty ability to come into the situation that's facing me and take it out. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And so we step into verse 22 for this year. Our, our calling is to begin to sing and praise. When we begin to sing and praise. So we praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We declare your goodness and your great mercy. Your mercy are new every day. They're forever. We praise you forever for your mercy. We praise you, Lord. We praise you forever for your mercy. We praise you as we go out to face the enemy. We're looking in the face of Jesus and praising you for your great mercy. Mercy, mercy. Praise you, Lord. 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 We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus, for your great mercy. We praise you for your mercy being seen. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Now, here's the thing that happens. You don't don't disengage from what you're doing. We're in the spirit. But what happens is God now begins to deal with our enemies. And you can tell that because you begin to get, get a sense of righteousness, peace, and joy. You start to go, okay, things are good. Things are placed. I'm, I, I, yeah, this is more real than that what I'm seeing. And while we cannot see what he's doing with our enemies, he is setting the ambushes. So one more time, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you for your salvation. And you are merciful, and your mercy endures forever. We praise you for your mercy forever. We praise you, Jesus. 
We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Because when we begin to sing and praise, then you set the ambushes against Moab, Mount Seir, and Ammon. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. <clears throat> praise the Lord. You, you can be seated. Now, you can do, do this anytime, and as long as you, I often will, once I get engaged and I can sense, oh, I'm with Jesus in this, he's with me on that, I must be doing what he's saying, then I just stay there until, the, I, until it, it overwhelms me. So that's why something like a moment like that can go into five minutes to ten minutes to an hour until next thing you know you're going, wow, I really believe this. And you, you've stepped into that realm of faith. Please, Brian. So, wow. you know, I took the, came in at the 8 o'clock watch, and, and, and we, uh, you know, they have a, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're in, you come into the group, you kind of try to feel or kind of, you know, listen and hear for a while to see where the previous prayers and the people who were there are and they were they had just been praying for the prodigals and 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 the and the you know those that have been called by their, uh, his name and 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 that were coming back and and there was this point of 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 all this um, all the all those in the body that have needs that are that are in a place where they're whether they're whether it's sickness or whether it's financial or whatever it was and so there's just this you know, acknowledgement of the the need, and so we we went from there, and we just went to Colossians three because this is this is for me when I when I when I'm coming in and all of a sudden I get, I'm I'm feeling like man everybody's there's a lot of need, and I don't have anything anything in me to be able to take care of the need. Then I just got reminded of the scripture. It's Colossians three, verse one. It says. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Then set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ, in God. And then when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Mm. So we just, for me, I just started to then, to then set my mind just like Pastor was saying, just stand up. I'm going to stand up in those scriptures. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to set my mind. I'm going to take my mind out of all the stuff, mm-hmm. all the need, mm-hmm. all the, and all the wants. Wanting prodigals to mm-hmm. come home is, is some, but it, it, I can't do anything to, to make it happen. And yet, so for me, I was just, I was just feeling this. And so I was just like, God, I'm just going to set my mind where you are. My mind, my will, my emotions, my thoughts. I'm going to set them where you are, so that because if I'm trying to if I'm trying to get to any place, whether it's in prayer or in the spirit, you're trying to get there. Then you're doing it with your own understanding. And I don't know if I don't know about your understanding, but I know my understanding isn't leading me to anything good. Right. It's leading me on trails around. So then we. Then we, we started praying about all the all the, the prodigals and the and the, those that were lost and those that were in need. And we came to, to James three, verse seventeen and eighteen. 
And it says the wisdom from above is first pure and peaceable. It's willing to yield. It's full of mercy and good fruit. It's without partiality, without hypocrisy, and it's sown in peace. It says there's, there's a peace that comes when you, when, you, when you touch into the wisdom of God. So and from there, we, we, we kind of it kind of jumped. It took, a, it took a, a turn that at the time I was like, I don't know how we, how we got there. But it wasn't long and I realized that God was about to impart wisdom to us. He's going to give us some wisdom that was from above. And so we went to Daniel uh, chapter 4. You know, the, the story in Daniel, and I'll just give you the, my real brief part, is that the, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar has this dream, and he doesn't, doesn't know what it is, so he asks Daniel, and Daniel gives him an interpretation, right? And he explains to him all that's going to happen, right? And then it says in verse 28, And it came to pass upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of 12 months that when he was walking about his royal uh, palace in Babylon, the king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built in royal, for a royal dwelling by my might, my power, and for the honor of my majesty? So he just, he, he's already heard the dream, and in the dream he's told what will happen what's going to happen to his kingdom. But yet, 12 months goes by, and now all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's back to all about him. He just steps right into the place of pride. And it says, while, verse 31, while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. And God just all of a sudden immediately changes and fulfills the, fulfills the dream of what would happen. And you, you probably all remember it. Basically, he goes insane. His kingdom is taken from him. Next thing you know, he's in fields eating grass, you know, and it's just, it, it's just totally kingdom is, shifts in a moment because of his pride. And the, the verse that we came to is verse 32. Uh, uh, and they shall drive from you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you. And then this, here's, the, here's the point. Until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdoms of men, in the kingdom of men, and, and give, gives it to whomever he chooses, so at that point, Nebuchadnezzar makes that, this declaration. He, he, his, he, he, he comes from going basically nowhere. He's in, in a place of insanity and loss and everything else. But it, until he comes to the place where he realizes that the, mo, the only thought that he has other than that is that he comes to the place of saying that the kingdom of, the kingdom of men, that, that the Lord rules over the most, or the most high rules over the kingdom of men, and he gives it to whoever he chooses. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, you do. So, and it goes on, and he just, he breaks into this, this moment of praise, and his kingdom is restored, just like the dream says mm -hmm. in that. But it came into the, into the prayer of just this wisdom that comes from God, is that, is that the Lord rules over all the kingdoms of men, not just the, the kingdoms like we think as, as Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, but all of it. And so all the places that we were, we, were, we were praying about, whether it was the prodigals returning or, the, or the, um, the, those that are in need or needing health or those that are in financial desperation or, or any of that, it all of a sudden was just, it was just swallowed up in the, the point that the, that, that the Lord Jesus, most high, this, this man is, is, is rules over all of the kingdoms mm -hmm. <clears throat> of men, and he chooses when to, to make the shift and the change. So we just, it went from that, from that place of, of how we're going to try to figure out or what we could pray or, or what needed to be done to see something happen to just stepping into the sovereign hand of God is that, is that I've got this, I've got this. I've got all the kingdoms. So it was just a, a place in, of, of, the, of the kingdom. I know for me at that point, I just felt the, the sovereignty and the kingdom of God just settle right into the room. And, and all the places, like Pastor said, it was a, all of a sudden there was, there was righteousness, peace, and joy. The, the kingdom mm -hmm. just came and sat right in the middle of the prayer meeting and took over and reminded us that he was sovereign over all the kingdoms. So if you want to receive it, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray again what we prayed and, and, and that we could again receive the, the sovereignty of the Lord coming and touching in, in all the places of our life where we have a need or, or, uh, or, or we see someone else who's got a, a need in that. So Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father, that, Father, I want to first say, Lord, that, I, that I, I don't have all the answers and I don't know what or how to necessarily do all the things that you, you show us. But I do know, Father, that you've set uh, a man on a throne and you've placed him there. His name is Jesus. He's our high priest, our mm -hmm. Lord, Savior, who rules over all things. And he settled all circumstances and situations, Lord. So I thank you tonight that you bring now, that you settle in again, that you establish your kingdom, the kingdom that is seen in righteousness, peace, and joy inside the Holy Spirit would again settle on each person here tonight, those online and those that watch later on demand, that the kingdom of God would settle in and it would, and it would set into a place of that peace the wisdom of God mm. that is, that mm. you, mm. you are Lord. You mm. watch over all of your word to see that it comes to pass. And if it takes shifting a kingdom, if it, takes, if it takes bringing someone low to a place of, of humility yes. so that they can then come to the place to acknowledge that you are Lord oh, and Jesus. that you are that Lord, then, oh, then, then you know how to do it. Yes. And that that wisdom that comes from above is first peaceable and pure. And it's without partiality and it brings peace in all things. 
So, Father, we receive that again tonight. We receive your kingdom coming in, in all areas of our lives. Yes, Lord. And your will being done. We receive And we, we submit. It. We, we lay down it. our places of we pride. We humble ourselves no so that we don't have to be humbled by you. Yes, Lord. But you can then cause more grace to come Lord, into Lord, our Lord, life. Lord, and that grace would then help us to hear and to see yes, and to Lord, know and to we turn to you, you and to come to you. Lord. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Diana's going to come up, but while you, would you stand with me? I don't mean to keep piggybacking on everybody's stuff, but it's so good. Verse 34, if you'll bring us up, Kelly. You know, when we, make, when we declare the decree of the Lord, so what we're going to declare right now out loud is the decree that Nebuchadnezzar decreed when he came back. It says that until the times passed seven times, so most likely that was seven months of insanity, long enough to never get back in your place. But the testimony after he comes to humility. So let's all read this together out loud. And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain his hand or say to him, What have you done? At that same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways justice, and those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Yes. Blessed be the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Okay, please be seated. Go, Diana. Kelly, can we go to Psalm 138? Um, when I stepped in to prayer, um, Peter was praying for this generation. Uh, Peter Skinoff was praying for this generation and and calling them out of confusion, calling them out of trouble, calling them out of the lies. And, and I just took it from there, and I just felt led to declare that God in his sovereignty has appointed this generation yes. for right now. That this generation is alive on the earth right now because of God's sovereignty. So where they are and where they're struggling is not outside of God's wisdom. It's not outside of his knowledge. And it's certainly not outside of his sovereignty. And so we began to declare every promise over this generation, every divine intention that God had for them to create them to be alive right now. They have a purpose. They have a call. Just as we are all of this generation right now, we're here at this time to reveal the glory of Jesus, 
We're here to demonstrate Jesus, to receive Jesus, and to release Jesus. And so um, from there, I got led into Psalm 138, and um, I read it like four times out loud, and I'm just going to ask you to read it with me right now. It goes along right with where you were um, and where you were. So... Psalm 138, I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I cried out, You answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. Yes, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So that word perfect means to bring into completion. It means to finish it. Since God is the author and the finisher, and he is the one who is working in us to will and to do according to his great pleasure. Whenever we come into discouragement or confusion, we have to remember that he is the one completing the work in us that he is the one writing our story, and we are in the midst of his story. We cannot see ourselves apart from the story that God has written. We cannot see ourselves apart from the fact that he is the one who perfects, who completes that which concerns me. And, you know, we read that the kings are going to give praise to him. They're going to glory in his name. And I believe that as we, our job is to continue to declare his glory because we're partnering with the truth of heaven. And as we do that, it's going to spread throughout the earth more and more and more. So if you'll stand with me, I just want to pray a prayer of faith. Lord Jesus, You are the author and you are the finisher of this human story. You are the one who perfects, who completes all that concerns each and every one of us. And you tell us, Lord, to consider the lilies, how they neither, neither toil nor spin and yet you clothe them in a beauty greater than all of Solomon's splendor. And how much more will you care for and clothe us? So God, in faith, I come to you today to say thank you 
for perfecting that which yes. concerns me. Let's say that together. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for perfecting, perfecting that, that which concerns me. me. Let's say it again. Thank, Thank you for perfecting that which concerns me. me. We praise you, Lord, that you deal with our enemies, that you reach out with your mm. right hand and you strengthen us within and you are the one who rises us up. So we have nothing to fear for you're the author and the finisher. You're the perfect completer of our story. And in you, we lack no good thing. Jesus, be praised. Be praised in Jubilee. Be praised in our midst. Be praised on the internet right now. Be yes, praised Lord. in all of this region. Jesus Christ, be praised. Praise, be Amen. Praise, be praised. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, any, another testimony from prayer today? Otherwise, I'm gonna, we'll get ready to go into the scriptures. So, wow. Did you, did you can you kind of observe how they kind of connected. We had three salt testimonies from three different parts of the day. Four, I guess, if you brought me in there. And the beginning about the, I heard and telling Jesus, he, you know, <laughs> he's in, uninformed of what's happening. But in all cases, we, the, the Lord was exalted. He exalted himself above the ignorance of man or the pride of man or the limitation we were placing on what could be done with man. And in all places, he placed the, the one who is trying to rise above him, under him, and then brings us into that expectancy, telling us, hey, I, if I'm with you, everything's going to turn out the way it's supposed to be. I am, you and me are a majority, and giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and to praise him for his ability. Now, why would that matter? Why would it, because as a living body of Jesus, we are the living body. He is the head, we are his body. Ephesians 1 says the fullness of him, which literally means his completeness, that fills, he fills all in all. When he, we start coming into agreement with his word and by his spirit, and we make, we, we agree with him, and like we did right there, Diana calling us into faith, our authority it multiplies. Because if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. So it, it starts to increase. And we're not going out and doing anything. Remember in Hezekiah's, uh, in Jehoshaphat's day, they, all they did was put their eyes on Jesus and praise him for his mercy. And that was, once that began, God went and set, sent, set the ambushes. So I believe tonight, especially, something's shifting. And he called us together to agree with him in praise, in prayer, in thanksgiving, and there is going to be definite movement. This Sunday is Father's Day, and this was we put these baskets for the prodigals, which is everybody's taken and placed names of people that you love, you know, that, you, that have been with the Lord, walked away on the outskirts. Um, and <clears throat> I believe there's something supernatural going to happen on this Sunday uh, because we'll be right at Saul of Tarsus, conversion, and where he is converted, it isn't that he is taken out of what evil path he is on, he is called out of his resistance to the path he was called for, which was to be a part of the way instead of attacking the way. So I'm believing that's probably why part of our praise is strong. So let's make this next four days, 
just declarations over the impossible ones we know, the ones we have almost given up that they could ever change. It could be relatives, it could be parents, it could be kids, it could be grandkids, it could be people we walked with closely. Like David would say, we used to go to these feasts together and, 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 and go in high praise, but now we've, you, you've turned against me. So we'll make that a, a point of, of declaration, agreeing with the Lord that he's bringing his sons and daughters from afar. Everyone he created for his glory. Those whom he formed and those who he made. So, having said that, we've got 15 minutes to come and testify and share. What are we hearing the Lord say? It can be in the reading today. Uh, what I want to share is Acts 10 and 11. But it could also be, yes, Juanita. Go ahead. Come right up here and, and share, and then we'll get into the scriptures. So when we break up, we'll break up into two or three, and then, again, it's just a matter of taking time to, to share what, what's going on so everybody can testify and everyone can get into agreement on that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, You're welcome. Just two minutes, though, so we keep our prayer going. All right. Okay. The reason why I came, because I was waiting and sitting to get my blood work in Ventura today, and the word came in my mind, rushing waters. And rushing waters, mm -hmm. okay. to me, is a special word. Yeah. Because rushing waters, I, I see it like they come from the mountains and, and rushing waters comes from heaven. Yes. So I'm standing for my healing with those rushing waters. And for what you were talking about, the rivers, the rivers of living water that comes upon our lives within us. Uh, Revelations 22 talks about the rivers they're coming down. So I just claim all the time, the rivers of living water upon my life, that my healing is in God's hands. Because whatever the doctor says, there's no healing. But I'm standing in the word, in the blood of Jesus Christ because of his power that lives within me. So that's why I'm, I come to share his love with you guys. And, and the reason why, because I love the Lord. He lives within me. Because I did not know love. I didn't have love as a little girl. But now I do. <sighs> I have God's love. And it's powerful because I know his love. And sometimes people don't know that love. And that's why I share God's love to others wherever I'm walking. God bless you. And I give books. I get them from the church, Pastor. Mm -hmm. But you told me it was okay. But 
that's the reason why I share his love, because we need his love mm -hmm. for us to yes, keep going forward and for us to share his love with others. Thank God that I'm in this church. I'm just excited for what the Lord's doing and what he's going to do. Yes. And I'm standing for a revival yes, 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 of yes. praise and worship. Yes, Lord. I yes. don't know when, <laughs> but it's coming. Yes. It's coming in his time because we need that praise and worship, mija. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Blessings, blessings. I just blessings. had to say that. <laughs> well, Becky, you, yeah. You know, there, if you could stand up, uh, it, she just released a love that the Lord wants to impart to each one of us. And Father God, we receive that same kind of love mm -hmm. and trust and faith in you above anything else. You are real and you're more real than anything that we could ask or imagine or any prognosis yes, or yes, diagnosis. You are Lord, and we love you, and we receive yes. your yes, love yes, yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Juanita. Thank you, Becky. Let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead now break into groups of two or three. Take, we've got 12 minutes to share, uh, and then we'll... We'll release a blessing, and I'm going to go ahead and start sharing with the guys online. Hey, welcome, welcome. Okay, so, can yeah, I hear myself still. Am I? Do, I, I want to not talk over people. Now I'm good. Okay, welcome. All right, guys, we're together now. I'm in your place, and we're together, a small group, so the Lord can speak into our lives about Acts 10 and 11, and wherever else. I mean, I was moved in the last two days of reading. Acts 10 is the, door, the day the Lord opened the door and said, uh, everybody's welcome, and I'm not going to be exclusive to just being the Savior of Israel. I want to save every nation. I want to save every person. And this was his heart from the beginning. It's prophesied in the prophets, but traditions... And, re and things of prejudice, we're not allowing that to move forward. Even the persecution that had started the church into a dispersion, and even though the gospel was being declared in other places, they still were only toward the Jew. So what was happening, God to take matters into his own hand, which is for me now the whole book of Acts. It's what happens when the Lord initiates the next thing to reveal himself in his church and to his church and to the world. So in this case, you have uh, uh, Peter. He is at Joppa. He's been brought there through a miracle because of a, of, of a Dorcas who had died, and they had called for him, and he brought her back to uh, life. He, he called her to arise, and she did. Now he's staying at the Joppa, and about I'd say about 70 miles north is... Uh, Caesarea, which was the Roman port city. They built it. It was the headquarters of their uh, rule over Israel. And so uh, Cornelius was a, uh, a part of the Italian cohort. Go ahead and just join over there. Yeah, just go. Anyway, um, he was a just man, 
he feared God, and he would pray always, and he always gave uh, tithes or, or alms. And so what happened is he's fasting, an angel shows up, and he doesn't, he's, a, he's, a, he's an idolatrous, he's a fear, God-fearing man, but does not know salvation or Jesus, but he wants to, to be honoring to God. And so what happens is the angel tells him, go send men, bring Peter from Joppa, and he'll talk to you. And so Cornelius does that. And as the next day, two days later, Peter is up on the roof of the house. Roofs on the house in the Middle East are places of patios, places of, of being outdoors. He's up there. It's about noon, and he's hungry. But he's praying, and they're making the meal ready. And at that moment, he falls into a trance. Again, God is moving because he has to unlock our thought thinking. And he's generous in the way he does it, but he also is intentional. So he's hungry. Now he sees a vision of sheets being lowered. This happens three different times. The sheet comes down, and inside the sheet are full of all kinds of animals. And with the Jewish... uh, uh, dietary laws there were many foods that were called unclean but a voice says rise peter kill and eat and then peter in verse 14 he's saying i'm he's in an argument he's saying uh no lord not so again i have never eaten anything common or unclean now the voice says a second time what god has cleansed you must not call common so god's enlarging what is a limitation in peter's mind and tradition by by using it in a focus of unclean, clean animals. Well, this was done three times, and then the object went back into heaven. So Peter's now sitting there going, what in the world does that mean? What in the world? He's amazed, he's perplexed, and he's listening. But while he's doing that, then the Lord says to him, the the three men are at Simon's house, and they're looking for where Peter is. And so the Holy Spirit says, "Um, there's someone... uh, there's three men that are come to find you. I want you to go with them. I don't want you to doubt anything. And in the chapter 10, there are multiple. Um, you begin to see the, 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 the door opening to a new thought. The door is opening. So um, after Peter comes down and he says, um, I'm the one you're seeking. I'm the one you're seeking. And they said, well, why are you seeking me? And they said, well... Cornelius, who is a godly man, he had a vision of an angel who told him to send us so we could then come and tell you, you would come and tell him words. So the, Peter invites him in, lodges him, and the next day they, they take off. And some of the brethren, six of them will find out, leave and follow, will go with him. So when they arrived the following day, they entered Caesarea, and there's Cornelius. Now he is excited, as I would be, and he's brought his friends, he's brought his relatives, he's brought his family. And as soon as Peter walks in, this will show you the ignorance of man is received, not, not because we're our smarts, but because of our intensity, because of our desire. And he falls at Peter's feet and he worships Peter. Peter lifts him up and says, stand up, I, I'm also just a man. So he stood up and he said, now I've... Um, you want to know, we know, you know that for the Jewish nation, it's unlawful for us to come and be with you. But God has shown me that I should not call any man uncommon or unclean. So he's taken a vision of unclean animals. And now God's beginning to say, no, I apply that to humanity. So he says, so I, I came. 
once you asked me to come, I came without, without, without any trouble. Now tell me, why, have you, why did you ask me to come? So this is the way God begins to open the door of understanding. They're in a, they're in a thing, and so he's, he, Cornelius begins to recount the vision. Four days ago, I was fasting this very hour. Then a man in bright clothing stood. And when he stood, he said, Cornelius, your, your prayer and your alms have come up to God for a memorial. And God send for men to Joppa. There's, he'll send for Peter, and Peter will come, and he will speak to you. See, because God gave us the honor of declaring the gospel and to proclaim it in, in, into humanity. So Peter is now going, whoa. So if he, you came, now Peter says, I perceive, I, I get it. I see something I hadn't seen before. Um, Peter opened his mouth and he said, in truth, verse 34, I perceive. I, I, I'm from, from doubting, from wondering, amazing, perplexing, beginning to understand. I perceive that God has shows no partiality. And wherever, who, whatever nation. Now, we got to hear this because this is, this is so huge on this whole evening, this whole day. In what in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. <clears throat> there is a reception God has to those who fear him and are attempting to work righteousness, even if they do not yet know him or they, they are caught in all other re religions or restrictions. God's got his eyes on them. So the word of God, which God sent to the children of Israel, he, was, he preached peace through Jesus Christ. He's Lord of all. And the word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, which began from Galilee after the baptism. So Peter's doing what he knows to do. Now, here's the message that you've heard before, and we've been telling it everywhere we go. God anointed Jesus Nazareth, the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of these things. And he was killed. But he was raised on the third day, and then he was showed openly to, to the witnesses. We are, we ate with him, we fed, we sat with him. And so God has commanded us to preach to the people and testify to who, that, that he, God has ordained Jesus by God to be the judge of the living dead. And then he says these words, in him all prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him, will receive remission of sins. That's what Holy Spirit needed. He didn't, they, they just, I believe. There were a, a room full of believers by this time. I believe in this name. I believe in this Jesus. And once they believed in Jesus, Holy Spirit came rushing into the room like on the day of Pentecost. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. And it says many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on all the Gentiles. For they heard him speak with tongues and magnify. And so now Peter's catching up. God's interrupted. He's broken through the barriers. He's interrupted. And he says, can anyone forbid water? How, we, we've got to give them baptism in water because they've received the Holy Spirit just like we have. And so they, they stepped into that, did that, and stayed with him for a bunch of days. This door that God is opening is for, for the entire planet to come into, into salvation in Jesus' name. And... When they go back to Jerusalem, chapter 11, you can see the conflict. Those who were not present at the miracle are doubting the validity and the legitimacy of this, uh, this breaking of tradition. So Peter, 
I always love this. You have to remember this because you're going to be in this situation coming. Many of us are going to be in a position that we were not, we did not have a grid for. We just followed the Lord into, and God showed, his, showed himself up with the Spirit of God and the grace of God. And now there's a questioning where we are and how we got there. But when the apostles, they wouldn't receive it. So Peter, it says uh, in verse 3, I think it says he, t he shared everything in order from the beginning. So he just explained the story. What, that's why the power of the testimony. Testimony is, I was there, this is what I saw, this is what happened, and this is how I understand it to mean. That's what we do on, on our, our prayer time, what we do in our service, and what God did that day. But he opened the door. So then he tells the story. He says, I was in Joppa. I was in prayer. I was in a trance. I had a vision. Then I went. I was told to go meet this Cornelius. I saw him. I began to speak words to him. And, and right when I began to speak... Right, can you find that? It's about um, uh, verse 15. When I began to speak, Peter says, when I began to speak, I'm just doing, I'm just telling the story. He says, the Spirit fell on him, just as at the beginning. And then I was, I remembered the word of the Lord. Now Peter's remembering what Jesus said while he walked with him in the earth. John indeed baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus. How, how could I withstand God? And that testimony of that encounter says they heard these things, they became silent. That means the argument stopped. They glorified God, and they began to say that God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. I'm asking the Lord, how many places have we still locked God out of access to humanity? What new things is he going to introduce that have always been spoken of in the prophets but we haven't yet seen because we are held captive by past traditions. I want to pray for us and pray for everyone. So I'm going to release a blessing. You can continue your prayer and conversation, but I just want to release it so anyone who needs to move on and those online. Lord, I pray that as we saw in the book of Acts this day, in chapter 10 and chapter 11, that you are a God that has to initiate change. Otherwise, we'll stay forever in the thoughts we, we carry. We'll be the ones that live in the prejudice. We'll be living the traditions. We'll live in the restrictions. And you'll be the one that has to say, I've got to introduce thoughts that you've never thought before and demonstrate it with my spirit and then, then validate it within my truth of my word and then testify it and then let it become a, a, an understanding that God is granting repentance to life for the nations. So, Lord, we just ask tonight that in the prodigals that are returning that you would help us to disengage from the stories that have left us more, uh, more limited in your power than the unlimitedness of your power and of the great name, that everyone who believes on the name of Jesus receives remission of sins. And the Holy Spirit can come right then and right there and set a new paradigm and a new, and a new marker. So, Lord, do it in us. Do it with me. Start with us. Prepare the hearts of your people. Bring your sons and daughters from afar, all you've created for your glory, whom you formed and whom you made. In Jesus' name, amen.